You guys have been around for 150 episodes, and for that, we thank you. Please enjoy this special, special episode of Real Football Fans of New Jersey, and here's to the next 150. Oh God, I have chills. I have chills. <laughs> Tell the podcasters why you have chills. I uh, Because of our countdown, our intro there. So again, honestly, thank you so much to our, um, our, you know, our podcast, giant podcast counterparts with Clara and the Big Blue Podcast. Again, they came through strong as hell, giving us this beautiful opener for our 150th episode, but that was beautiful. It's Katie and me outside of MetLife Stadium, our stomping grounds, but yes, thank you so, so much. You guys are truly amazing and we appreciate the support and we appreciate how hella good we look. Absolutely, I love it, looks great. And it's all in theme with celebrating tonight's 150th episode of the Real Football Fans of New Jersey. 50 episodes since our big 100 gathering right before, you know, COVID really took over. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to be at this point. We're, we're in March. Things are looking up a little bit. People are getting vaccinated and yeah. we hope just on the up and up. And happy to be here for the big one. 5-0 and 50 more to the big 2-0-0. So I can't we wait. Gotta start, we got to start planning for the big 2-0-0. Yes. And it's going to be even bigger than 100. It will probably, maybe we'll have to make it outdoors. And yeah. because of who knows what 50 episodes from now will look like. Yeah, I, but, don't know. I don't know what month that will land us in, but we're we're going to do it up. I big. don't know. It's, uh, it, it'll we be gotta. a lot. Yeah. We got to, but yes, thank you guys so much. And thank you for everyone that is joining us right now and celebrating yeah. the big 150. Pour a glass for us because we're celebrating for the next probably hour or so. Yep. Uh, we have a good one for for 150. We got a good one tonight. Obviously, we have a lot of things happening uh, in the world of NFL, in the world of football. And we got some great, juicy, juicy stories for you tonight in the world of housewives. Caitlin and I have a passionate joint get it off our chest tonight. <laughs> um, those are always good ones when we're both just rallying together. So let's get into our show for the night. Big 150. Uh, we asked you guys for some questions. We have some good ones here. Let's let's kick off the show with these questions. Number do one. It. What position do the Giants need to address most in free agency? It's definitely an interesting question because like we obviously just got some news prior to the show that I'll get into later. So I guess prior to today, wide receiver is an area that I really want to look into both at free agency and the draft. Um, like I said on our last episode, I feel like not many people are talking about it outside of Giants Twitter, but the elephant is in the room for us is that we don't have a wide receiver one. So maybe yeah. I'll stick to my gut and still say, still say wide receiver. 
going to stick with wide receiver too. I've said it so much on this show that that's really what I want, as you said, in free agency and the draft. I mean, let's yeah. double this year because we need it. Um, I would Get say him. maybe second most. I, I mean, I think the line could always use help especially the news that broke today. But also, I would really, really love to get an, um, an edge rusher. I would really love to get yeah. – and that, that could always help as well. That's so good. I like that. I'm looking at. All right, number two, are you surprised with how open New Jersey looks during COVID on The Real Housewives of New Jersey? Obviously, they were filming like spring into like the full yeah. summer – um, and so far we've seen some kind of like crowded get togethers. What, what are your thoughts on this question? I have to say a hundred percent. Yes. I was so shocked that the first episode kicked off with a huge rager for Jackie's husband, Evan at a restaurant. Almost. It seemed, I don't care if it was outdoors. No one was wearing masks. It didn't look like hand sanitizer was ever. And crowded at high top tables. And again, like, I, I don't care. Say, if I would definitely say probably 50 people. Definitely. I would even say more, to be honest. And everyone was hugging and kissing. No one was even questioning. Like, I mean, I think I heard one person say like, oh, are you hugging people? I'm still at, like, I still ask my family that. Like, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's, I don't understand. And I think it gives New Jersey a really bad rap, which I actually think New Jersey has done a decent job over the past yeah. year with everything. Um, and even right now with rolling out the vaccine, like even like county, like the county where my parents live, like they're, they're rolling out these vaccines vaccines and people are getting vaccinated left and right. So I actually would commend, um, you know, New Jersey and this just doesn't look good. And I know this past episode, they had gone away to Lake George and from the conversations from the girls are talking about their kids going back to school. So I think it was near like August, September. I'll give them that. Um, I know in September, I actually took a little bit of a getaway to Rhode Island and things were a little bit more opened up there, but don't get me wrong. Like my boyfriend and I were still very much so following every single guideline, not near groups of people. So I didn't really get that from the ladies in Lake George. Like they were still doing a lot of activities and a lot of activities where there was a lot of people. So I don't know. So New York, New Jersey, not looking so hot in Real Housewives. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think that I, I think everybody like across the country kind of uh, had their guard go down a little bit in the obviously in the warmer months because right. it did feel a little bit safer to be outside and, and the numbers really did go down. Um, and I would say, yeah, I still was surprised because even though I feel like I let my guard down a little bit during that time, I still feel like, as you said, um, I was getting together with people, but it was in very, very, very small, small groups. Yeah. And it wasn't at like public places. It was more so like come to my house and like we'll sit outside in the backyard. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w I was surprised to see that that party went down, regardless of it being outside. I think the party was definitely the shocker. Um, yeah. Because I didn't even, I don't know what the numbers were at that point. I don't think you could be like a party of that size, regardless of it was outside mm -hmm. at that point. So I don't know. It was interesting. Um, question number three, uh, since the start of the real football fans of New Jersey, what is a breaking news moment where you can remember exactly where you were at that time? Don't <laughs> say when I was in Thailand in a hot tub and you broke the Bethany news to me. We always well, talk. That about is like. I like I but I think I do have another one but that is like the all time like I, 
I imagine myself like I like as like I was a news person that day, like getting the the shocking news and having to deliver the news like five minutes later. Like that's how quickly. Like I don't think people understand. Like so, we are at our 150 episode. Like Bethany leaving Real Housewives in New York seems like ages ago. And for those watching or listening, like if you don't know like the story, it's literally I was. Uh, recording alone because Katie was on our honeymoon in Thailand and I had looked down at my phone and it was official official and I was literally just set to record like <laughs> I was just like oh my goodness so not only was like my entire outline like completely wiped like I had to revamp like this so that definitely is one of them but I will always um, remember when um, Jalen Hurts transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma and um, I did read his letter, like thanking, like, you know, Alabama and like Nick Saban and things like that. I remember reading that on the show and getting pretty choked up about it because I, I love Jalen Hurts. And I think that it still shows to this day, as much as I, I despise the fact that he is a Philadelphia Eagle, I still have his back. Number one, I had his back this entire season and didn't understand why Philadelphia wasn't using him properly. And I'm, I'm thrilled that he's technically QB1 right now, but I'll, I'll always remember that. I did read that letter and I was very emotional um, on the show, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there are so many moments and I guess when this question came about, it was one of the first things that crossed my mind is, I remember where I was and how I felt when I heard that Odell Beckham Jr. was being traded to the Cleveland. Oh my God, I was at the I was at the Cloverleaf. My family. Thank God I was in the and like safe place of my own home when I received that news. Um, and I just remember sitting alone in my living room, like seeing the headline on ESPN and just being dumbfounded. I couldn't yeah. believe it. And I think what stung the most was more so like having all of Cleveland like celebrate it. Right. Yeah. Giants fans were like, shit. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of like almost like rubbing it in our faces, like their happiness was making it yeah. like worse for us. And I remember going into that season, you and I were like, screw the Browns. Like we were pissed. We were yeah. not, I didn't want to see Odell that like as much as like I wished him well, I didn't want to see him like crushing no. it in, a, in another Jersey. So no. I remember that was a very difficult news to take. And, and yeah. I remember the feeling. So that's so fun. Literally, I can't, uh, yeah, the, my, literally my family was eating at the Cloverleaf and someone like said it like a, another like table. Yeah. <laughs> And my whole family was like, wait, what? Like, we're giants. <laughs> Who yeah. <watched> it? <laughs> it was That's rough. so funny. Yeah. You know what? It feels really good to talk about it now and know that it ended yeah. up being okay. Um, at the time, yeah. it, it definitely hurt. It definitely hurt. That, it was a shocking time because that was when Landon Collins got traded too. So it was like one kind of punch after the other. And it was just like a shocking time for, for New York. So, yeah. and listen, yeah. I, I want everyone listening and watching right now. Like I think these next couple days and weeks are going to be a little hard hitting for a lot of NFL franchises. So maybe we've dealt with a lot of that in the past. Um, but I want other teams right now to buckle up and, you know, you might be, facing some news like that shortly. So interesting, interesting enough too, we are going to discuss Mr. OBJ in our game later on and, and kind of ties in. So that's he always fun. finds his way into discussion, I find. He does, so he, does. he definitely does. Uh, 
Our last question, Caitlin asked this on our Twitter. <laughs> uh, she posted it, you know, just asking everybody for questions, posted our wonderful picture that we took, uh, Caitlin, myself, and Daniel Jones when we met him at you the- You gotta, gotta frame that pic. It's a phenomenal picture. Like I love the lighting of it too. It was like nighttime, but like- I mean, I look very drunk, but it's great. Yeah. Good lighting though. Great um, lighting. And somebody asked the question, where is Daniel Jones's fanny pack? Because in the picture, Caitlin and I are rocking awesome fanny packs as I, I think aware. we need to buy him a fanny pack. I, I think so too. I, I'm down for that. I think that would be a really nice gesture. Or we need to partner with Talkin' Giants, um, if you guys are listening, because they make packs. They have they make phenomenal merch. So let's make either a Talkin' yeah. Giants. A Danny Dimes fanny pack. We'll take the hog mollies, put that on a fanny pack. We will take it. I kind of like, you know, how your shirt says Barkley, like in the Giants logo. This like, isn't a license plate guy. I would, I would like a fanny pack because it kind of like makes sense. You can, like sometimes you yeah. carry Lenny's crap, like money, like coins. Like what if it just said Dimes on it in the Giants? Let, on the on the fanny pack, Dimes. All right. I will connect with Talking Giants and let them know of our phenomenal idea. And we will be your first buyers and we will be your, your models of these. I, I got like, I gotta be honest. I got like five or six fanny packs in my closet. So like, I'm all about I it. only have, I have two. One has my name on it though. And it's from a bachelorette party. I don't wear that out. You can't wear that fanny pack with your name on it. So, but I, I do have that. Yeah have like a Giants one as like casual as like a Giants one to yeah. as fancy as a Michael Kors one. So like I'm I'm all I about ain't it. that fancy. I ain't that fancy. I did see recently though a lime green Louis Vuitton one. Oh God. I'm not gonna tell you how much money yeah, it was, wanna... but it was cool. So I'm just gonna en envision it on my body and that's what I'm gonna think about. But it was very cool. It was very cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with the fanny packs. I dig it. Well, thank you guys for your questions. And if you have any more, please, we are live right now on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Get your questions yeah. in. We will answer throughout the show while we are live. But let's move and groove into our big stories of the week for football. And guess what we're talking about? Finally, it's happened to Dak. He got paid. So we are talking about Dak's big contract. We're also going to talk about some other player moves for you. But we'd be remiss if this was not our first story. And this is coming from two Giants fans. So you need to realize that. But I said, Dak finally got paid. On Monday, Dallas agreed to terms on a new contract with quarterback Dak Prescott. He signed a four-year, $160 million deal yeah. with a max value of $164, including $126 million guaranteed. Imagine if someone told you that. I no, guarantee you. That's a lot of guaranteed now. money. And that's coming off of a big injury just that he just had. That's a lot of guaranteed money. I think they are shutting up a lot of people, maybe including ourselves, that maybe thought Dallas wasn't sold on Dak. He wasn't their quarterback. So I know that's gone around in my mind a couple of times. I, Clearly I he is. I never thought that they weren't sold on it. I think they were just being stingy about like giving him what I felt as a Giants fan he deserved. And they just weren't right. willing to do it. And I get that it was a lot of money. But I felt as though he deserved it. 
Um, oh, absolutely. So I thought, I think this whole time they knew he was the guy. It was just like, oh, do we really want to give him like all of that money? And I'm happy they finally did it for his sake. They finally did. So this deal also includes a no trade clause. So some of actually the most infamous quarterbacks in NFL's history have had that no trade clause thrown mm -hmm. in there. A no tag provision and 66 million signing bonus is the highest in NFL history. You got 66 mil just to sign a piece of paper. I got to tell you, I'm in the wrong profession. I Get need to become an NFL quarterback. Get your money, boy. Honestly, it's deserved. It. It's, you know, not for nothing. Like I said it recently on the show, he is the strong. That is the strongest quarterback situation in the NFC East. It is. Like, you really it is. need to. There's no excuses that they they need to. And it sucks to say, but they really need to be winning division titles with that team because they oh, have. The I know. Um, and if, do. if it doesn't happen, if they don't string together, like, you know, some division titles and some playoff runs, then yeah, it's, it's going to look bad. Um, because they, they I got see the, the offense that they have, and it reminds me of the Atlanta Falcons where the weapons are there and it's like, why aren't you producing? Why are you sketchy? The Dallas Cowboys, I actually am happy you guys are sketchy, but even when you take guys like Amari Cooper, where I'm going to take that personally, why are you guys not good? Like what's going on there? Like, I don't get it. So listen, you gotta, they got to put their money where their mouth is though. So they just shelled out a lot of doll hairs from Mr. Dak Prescott. So let's see what they can do. And again, like you had said before, coming off an injury. So we don't even know what 2021 looks like yet for him. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, moving into some other players, that was obviously the big, big, big one, but we do have a couple of other moves going on. So yesterday, New England and Las Vegas had a little swappy swap. So they agreed to a trade that will send offensive tackle Trent Brown to New England in exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick and a 2022 seventh round pick. So, all right, a little swappy swap for the player yeah. and for the trade. So, yep. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of one of those where you don't know who won or lost yet because 2022, the draft, who even knows what's going on? I don't think, I don't think there's any loser, but I think this was a good move for New England. Um, yeah. To, to strengthen that offensive line. I, I think it was I think it was fine. Yeah. I don't think there's a loser here, and I, I think this was good for New England. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we did also see, and I'm not sure how many people were surprised about this, but you do need to understand, too, uh, the salary cap um, uh, decrease and things like that. But Tennessee did release cornerback Malcolm Butler and saved $10 million in cap space there. So, again, I, might be one of those, like, darn, kind like, of, why? Kind of, kind of a necessary move. Like, you have oh, to yeah. look you got to look at these guys who are on your team that have these big time contracts that maybe at the time when they signed them, they were like the big names at the time. Right. And now you're kind of like, okay, like Malcolm Butler was there for three years and he signed a huge deal when they brought him in. Right. And right. it's not saying he was bad, but like he was the hot name at the time. Um, he was right. coming off the Patriots Super Bowl where he won the game for them, essentially getting that game ceiling interception on the goal line. Yep. Uh, and now you just have to say, like, as much as he's still a great player for us, look at that money that we had paid him and look what we could save by letting him go and probably finding a guy that could be, we always say, next man up. These young kids have proven that they can fill right in. So this yep. was 
uh, I think this was a good move for Tennessee. I feel like it was just a necessary move. Yep. Necessary kind of natural fitting as well. So Minnesota did cut kicker Dan Bailey. Um, so yeah, that's just another cut coming along and we're going to see a lot more things happen uh, this week. Um, former Chicago offensive lineman and three-time pro bowler, Kyle Long has announced that he's returning to the NFL after retiring in 2019 and he will be in the free agency market. So I don't think we'll ever go a year in the NFL without someone coming out of retirement. This is a good one though. If you need linemen, uh, this is, this is a good name to try and snatch up. I don't care if he didn't play football last year. This is a guy that people are going to want to go after. Well, maybe the Giants can because we made a move today that I'll get to soon. But um, So Tampa Bay agreed to a two-year, uh, $25 million contract extension for linebacker Levante David. I don't think anyone was surprised by this. Great extension there, much needed, and a very, very critical part to that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. For them to be able to secure him and, and do that and get that deal – uh, was a great move for them. Great, great player. Absolutely. And then, like I was just saying, maybe Kyle Long coming to New York because we might need it. Uh, today, the Giants did uh, release Kevin Zeitler, um, and it's saving the Giants $12 million. So this is definitely a tricky, as Giants fans, this is a tricky, tricky release because he is one of our best linemen. We have a young quarterback. Um, right. And now you're who knows what's going to happen with Nate Solder up in the air, you know, took a right. break last year because of COVID, but his contract right. carries over because he opted out. So we can technically release him, I think, but then you also have to pay him still. So he's questionable. If he returns, right. he is the veteran, but that's one veteran surrounding a still, a, you know, Jones isn't a rookie Not quarterback, but he's a young quarterback. Yeah. So a lot of young linemen when, so it's definitely in that aspect, the move is like, God, but then $12 million saved. Yay. It's, oh, so it's one of those moves where yeah. it's and inevitable. Will Hernandez, Will Hernandez is a free agent. And I think some people actually thought that uh, he might go somewhere else. And now I think in my mind, that secures the fact that they've got to keep him. He's got to stay. Absolutely. Um, and offensive line, like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, we are very much so adamant about the fact that we would like wide receivers, the free agency draft or both. And I think now this goes back to the offensive line situation where I feel like we have taken steps forward. We have gotten a little bit better over the last yeah. year or two. Um, definitely don't want to take a step back, especially no. with Daniel and, you know, some of the fumbling issues and everything like that. We need to secure that line. So if we could get some names, whether free agency or draft i think that's going to be big for the giants as well even a guy like saquon coming back we obviously know he is a brick house but he's coming off a gruesome injury right. and you want to make sure that he is protected he has the room to run and you know him he likes to hurdle do all these zigzag and wild crazy things you got to give him a line too it's not just daniel jones there's other key playmakers too that need a strong offensive line so Again, it's one of those moves that was inevitable. A lot of other teams around the NFL are going to be facing releases like this soon. So yeah. kind of like I said earlier, buckle up. Um, if you think your team's sitting pretty, nice try. It's a, that salary, um, the salary cap is, um, is a big, a big um, I don't know what the right word is, but it's, 
definitely these teams are making harder decisions probably than they've made in the past. Listen, uh, our next, like, starting, and it starts now too, but like from now until draft and even post-draft, um, our shows are going to be just breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Uh, breaking. You really do have to kind of stay glued to our Instagram account yeah. specifically during this time because uh, we're already very busy and active with trying to post all the moves that are happening. And there's so many of them. And this is just like a small little percentage of it. You know, free agency starts in a yeah. week from now and things are going to get crazy. So just make sure you stay tuned yeah. to us because we're really going to be trying to deliver all the breaking news to you. Breaking. Uh, speaking of more things that are happening around the league, we want to talk about the franchise tag, okay? Because yesterday, the deadline for NFL teams to place franchise tags on players was up. Um, and I was glued to my phone all day yesterday. Yeah. I was I like, mean, I can't miss anything. So we have two lists here. We have a list of guys who were tagged, um, and then we have a list of guys who were like on the fence, like we thought maybe they would get tagged and they didn't. And that's very mm -hmm. notable because that means that those guys are entering free agency. For example, Giants fans wanting some of those wide receivers. Well, some of them got tagged. Some of them told we're not tagging you. So it, it really plays a factor into moves that teams want to make in free agency. So notable tags, um, Saints safety, Marcus Williams, Panthers offensive tackle, Taylor Montan. Chicago wide receiver Allen Robinson. That was the big prize. He was the first receiver. one off the board. He was the first one. Off. I wasn't really surprised with that one, um, but he was he was the first. You know, he was yeah. My opinion, the number one wide receiver free agent, and Chicago yeah. locked him down. Number two uh, wide receiver free agent, in my opinion, also got locked down. Tampa Bay Godwin. <laughs> um, so that eliminates those two guys right there for us for the Giants. The uh, Jets safety Marcus May was tagged. Uh, Broncos safety Justin Simmons. New York Giants defensive tackle defensive tackle Leonard Williams. Back-to-back -back tags for Leonard Williams um, with the notion that they will eventually come to terms yeah. with, a, with a big contract. He definitely deserves it. Giants fans yeah. are just breathing easy that we were able to keep him. Um, yeah. Guard Brandon Scherf. Jacksonville Jaguars offensive tackle Cam Robinson. Those are our tags. A lot of good names there that good for their teams securing them. Sucks for yeah. some other teams that really, you know, had their eyes set on some of these guys. But let's talk about the ones that are going to be available because they were not tagged. Guys like Green Bay's running back Aaron Jones, um, Tennessee Titans tight end Johnny Smith. This was a big one that people were kind of surprised wasn't tagged. And this would be a prize addition to any franchise. Arizona Cardinals linebacker Hassan Reddick. That would be a big yep. one for anybody. Um, Seattle Seahawks running back Chris Carson. Chargers yeah, and Hunter Henry. I Giants. was a little surprised about Hunter Henry, to be honest. I, and I... I, I and I think he's going to go elsewhere. I think he will not. I, I don't think he will stay with the Chargers. Yeah. Someone else will sign him. Yeah, I, I definitely was. Uh, I, that one, it, yeah, and I don't really, like, it wasn't like a total shock factor, but um, I think seeing his, his name on this list, I was definitely um, 
I got um, Giants fans hoping to get a wide receiver, somebody who is not tagged. Detroit Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay. That's definitely going to be a name that we're all going to have. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker Bud Dupree and New England Patriot guard Joe Thune. Uh, those are a lot of great names on that list right there. Maybe some of them still end up working out a contract with the teams that they're currently on, yep. but those are big names and not all of them are going to stay with their team. So again, these are going to be breaking things when they hit and we're going to be the hope one of the first that maybe we will, we won't be the first to report it, but no. maybe hopefully you know, you follow us and maybe we can be the ones that personally break the news to you. And we're the first one that you see giving you this news. We're going to try. We aren't, we aren't Adam Schefter, but that no. to me seems like a phenomenal job. You just get the call and you're like, all right, let's yeah. cause some mayhem on Twitter. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's going to be, I can't wait. Free agency is always like, a great, great, it's, it's that and the draft are the most exciting things that happen in the off season. It wasn't, so, I remember the free agency last year, I feel like it was a little quiet, wasn't it? Was it last year or two years ago? Recently there was a free agency that was definitely like, there was like one day that was kind of a little crazy, but then yeah, like it was yeah, slowed yeah. down for sure. It might've been last year and maybe because of, you know. I think this might be a big one. Oh, look at all the names we just listed yeah. off. And there's other people. It's just, I think it's like free agency, like frenzy. Like I'm ready yeah. for it. I think this is going to be a good one. I'm I'm ready for it. So, yeah. <sighs> all righty. Well, drink that wine, Katie, because we are getting into our stories of the week for Housewives. And like you said be, earlier. I should, drinking, I should be drinking some tea with these stories. Oh, because we are sipping the tea for this and we are spilling it left and right because Katie said that we these were some juicy topics. They're kind of juicy, gross topics because yeah. ugh, the way in which real housewives of Salt Lake City, the both stories have to do oh. with these people. They aren't acting right. They aren't acting right. Yeah. So our first story is about Miss Jen Shaw. We don't have many good things to say about mm -hmm. her. And this just adds on to the list, people. So there's leaked audio of her berating her very own Shaw squad. How dare you name the group of people that help you Shaw squad and then berate them? Really? Imagine, imagine the difference. Imagine the difference and the tension you must feel and walking on eggshells, being a part of the Shaw squad versus being one of Sonia Morgan's interns. I know, I know. Like, like what would you rather apply for to be Sonia Morgan's intern? <laughs> like, like, honestly. I think she calls them her assistants now because maybe I think she got a little shit for having way too many interns. Right but at least she like treats them nice. Like, I feel like she just she treats does. them nice. She does, she I does. I feel like it's just someone to have in the house to like shoot the shit with. That's honestly how I feel it is. That one guy that she had was literally, that's what he did. Like, I think that's yeah. really all he did. So I'm sure he did so much more behind the scenes. So like, don't let us be insulting to you. But like on the show, like you just sat on her bed and spoke to Sonia. Yeah. So I, I'll apply, like I'll apply tomorrow. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so with Jen Shaw berating the Shaw squad, this past week, audio recordings were released of, you know, 
Jen berating members of this squad and her former fashion designer, Koa Johnson. So we do have quotes on the back, but I do want to finish the story here. So um, Koa did say that he was left traumatized after a 10-month stint with Jen. And although he claims he doesn't know who leaked the audio, doesn't know, he's happy someone recorded it. Um, so he quit working for her on January 11th following the taping of the reunion. So that's some juice. That's some juicy gossip right there. Yeah. Um, and makes sense because she was a lunatic during the reunion. So she was probably a lunatic backstage. Um, yeah. Koa said the audio of her yelling at him was her own fault. And he had waited for Jen to get money transferred over to the credit card for him to purchase fabric. And by the time she did, he had just 17 to 20 hours to turn it around and made a two piece suit for her on her watch what happens live appearance. So yeah, so definitely her fault. So let's before yeah. we get into it, let's do let's read. So so we do actually have like the recordings, like the transcript. So I obviously won't say the bad words and it is pretty bad. So here it the is. First one, the first one wasn't Koa. It was somebody, it was another member. So it's not like Koa's yeah. just in the brunt. These are, this is everybody no. across the front. So this is to someone else, not Koa. So it says, shut the F up, get your, I can't even like, <laughs> we are, get we are yeah, we no, we're an explicit podcast. I'm just in my parents' house. I don't want them to get mad at me. Um, so we are an explicit podcast, so we can say this up. So it says, shut the F up. Get your shit, bitch. I don't care. You have an effing place to lay your effing head because you're in my house. You don't be disrespectful. So that's a lot. Yeah. And then this one is to Koa. How many effing hands do you need? You got four effing people. How many more people do you need to do one effing thing? One thing. I'm going to beat the shit out of you in like two seconds. Like, okay, so that's a I mean, this is one thing to like use explicit language or be really heated in the moment. Like this is again, like another example of her actually threatening threat. somebody. Like a threat. Like, honestly, she is unbelievable. Um, And one thing that I wanted to and mention. And, like, do you guys see me? Like, I'm, like, red, like, reading it. Like, that, like, I don't, I would never speak to someone like that. Like, it's, like, yeah. it was uncomfortable for me to read someone else's words. Like, that's uncomfortable. And I didn't we, even say half the F words. I bleeped them out. Yeah. We mentioned that um, you, you know, obviously we found it interesting that, Koa quit after the reunion, after the taping of the reunion. Well, he also, if you read further into these articles about like how he felt and what went down, uh, he does explain that he, like the final straw for him was watching the reunion. Um, because do you remember at the very beginning when Andy kind of asked everybody what designer they're wearing? All their mm -hmm. dresses. And he goes one by one. And Koa actually designed not only Jen's dress, but also Heather's dress. Mm -hmm. So he said he was watching it and Heather gave a shout out, said, oh, I'm, I'm wearing his dress or whatever. He designed it. And then Jen apparently like didn't mm -hmm. say anything about him and like didn't give him a shout out, given the opportunity. Like it's one thing if nobody talked about it, but Andy literally like gave the floor. Yeah, no. say, like, this is who I'm wearing. This is my dress. And apparently he was really hurt by the fact that she did I would not be too. acknowledge him whatsoever. Um, and so, yeah, she 
really is in, and we have seen some crazy women across the board in all the franchises and housewives. Yeah. We have seen them in their darkest moments, um, in their nastiest fights, right? I don't know, and you can agree or disagree. I don't know if there's any housewife I've seen before on the show that is in more need of anger management than Jen Shaw. It just, the the smallest things definitely set her off. And it just, it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I I don't know how these women, obviously they're under contract, like filming and things. Like, her first, like, set off, like, that would, I don't know if I could have been around her. Like, I just. You cannot be friends with a person that you walk on eggshells with. And I feel like Heather has said, I walk yeah. on eggshells with you. Um, that's not a friend that you want in your life where you're no. afraid that they're going to pop off on you. And it's just like a ticking time bomb. That and is like, a very unhealthy relationship to have with anybody, whether it's yeah, a, and friend, it, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, husband, wife, family member. Like if you have a toxic person like that in your life, you need to kind of like step away from that right. because that's not healthy whatsoever. Yeah. And if like you guys haven't heard like these like audios, like they're, it's, Oh, like I She's obviously screaming. didn't. She's I didn't do it. I didn't do it justice. She is yeah. screaming at the top of her lungs, like screeching, screeching. And it's like if someone yeah. ever raised their voice to me like that, it would be over. And especially for three if, seconds. If I if I worked for somebody like that that screamed at me like that, not only would I go home crying, but I would probably just. Like, I wouldn't even go back to the office. I'd probably just call and be like, I I'm out. I'm sorry. No. Like, I can't come back. I'm afraid of you. And that no. was just really horrifying. And then I would blast your shit on social media. Yeah, no. Honestly, she, <laughs> I, I hope this show helps her reflect. But I got to be honest, I don't have hope for that. I think season two is going to be really interesting. I want to see, like, how she is. But I don't know. I'm tired I think of her. She's gonna be, I think she's going to be season one Jen, honestly. I don't want to deal with her anymore. I'm emotionally drained. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we're disengaging from Jen Shaw. I'm disengaging. I'm not. I'm no longer engaging. I'm disengaging. <laughs> we're, we're out. We're disengaging. I just need a shirt that says, I'm disengaging from Jen Shaw. Maybe we should create those. I think that, that's- Yeah, there you go. Better. We're just like creating shirts and packs tonight. We're just, the wheels are turning. We're, do, we're doing great things. And speaking of Meredith Marks, mm -hmm. I was, I told you I was looking on Rent the Runway today because yes. I actually, I have an event to go to. Wow, shocker. It's like the world's opening up. So I'm going to go all out, obviously, because oh, an event, like, wow, I haven't been to an event in like three years. Um, yeah. But I saw a dress and it was very, it was like that like blazer looking dress. And I like okay. thought of Meredith right away. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can pull this off. But like, I kind of just want to like get it and just see it. Just beautiful. Pioneer, man. I love it. I love um, it. We love Meredith. Big fans, big fans. But let's talk about our second big Salt City story of the night. This is again, another, you know, leaked stuff that's going on. And it's like, Welcome to the media, ladies and men of Salt Lake City. Like, your life is going to be out there for discussion and criticism, and things are going to come out of the woodwork. So, um, we're actually talking about Mary's husband, Robert Sr., in this story. An Instagram account, Boredom by Bravo, shared text messages they received between Robert Sr. and a former female member of Mary and Robert's Faith. 
Temple congregation. Now for proof that this was really Robert, uh, the members shared the phone number associated with the contact and online records show that it is in fact his number. And by the way, we also see pages and pages of leaked text. And one of them is Robert like sending a picture of his face and it's him. So yes, these texts are real. I don't know how he's gonna run from this. No. Um, but in the text, Robert allegedly told the woman, if I were younger, you'd be mine and also told her he loves her very much. Uh, that's all I'm really giving you guys. And I know it sounds like, wow, yeah. oh, maybe it was taken out of context. I'm just not gonna sit here and read you the pages and pages and pages worth of text messages. Yeah. Look them up because he, the whole conversation is really creepy and skeevy and disgusting. Yeah, gross. Um, one of the texts, like I said, he took a picture of himself and sent it, it's him. The member claims Robert capitalized on times he knew that she would be alone while her husband was at work. And then things are going to more interesting because after the texts were leaked, a previous member of the church reacted and shared their story as well. Um, I do have that quote. This came out. I was raised in Faith Temple, which is, you know, their, mm -hmm. their church. And I can confirm that Bishop Robert is a predator. Oh. I literally used the word predator. I'm not ready for my specific story to be out there, but he did things that were 10,000% inappropriate and Mary knew about it and did nothing. Oh. Then I was made to feel like it was my fault by Bishop. Typical blame the victim. I was 18, 19 years old. He was 30 plus years older than me. Ew. No. Um, there's no running from this as like, is it weird for me to say that I'm not like super surprised by this story? I, I don't know. Just they just their storyline, them even seeing them on the reunion and trying to explain their relationship. I just get weird vibes from them. And yeah. it's like it's a shame that we could sit here and be like, we're not kind of surprised because they give off that vibe and no yeah. one should be capable of doing shit like this. But it's just gross. The show is called Real Housewives. This couple seems to have a lot of skeletons in their closet. Yeah. Um, this is an unsolved I mystery. Don't know how, but Mary somehow danced away, uh, danced around all those skeletons at the reunion. She needs to be called out more. I think she needs more screen time so we can like yeah. dive deeper. Um, but I think that there are a lot of really sketchy bad things about the, these two. I agree. And I don't, I don't like that Mary was able to kind of get around a lot of it at the yeah. reunion. I kind of wish more people spoke up. Andy kind of dug harder at her. I, I don't know. Um, but there's something about these two that is not right. And that's, I guess, more so why I'm saying like, this is not surprising that I'm hearing stuff about yeah. them specifically. I'm disgusted. I'm grossed out. I mean, and, and we have to keep in, keep in mind on the reunion too. Like Caitlin said, they talked about their marriage. Um, Mary talked about the fact that they don't sleep in the same bed, yeah. that they don't, that they're not physical. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's disgusting. It makes it makes you want to vomit. The text will make you want to vomit. They really will. Yeah, I mean, I would just suggest like reading them on an empty stomach. <laughs> yeah. Good good tip. Good tip. Um, but this will be interesting. We'll keep you posted. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be a, a revival or a response to any of this. Uh, 
I think my response would be just dig a hole and bury myself in it and just, yeah. you know, because I don't think there's any com anything coming out of this. There's no way around. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's play a game. Yeah, absolutely. Tonight we are playing one of our OG games. We are playing buy or sell. And tonight's yeah. theme is off-season buzz because there is a yeah. lot of buzz going on right now in that off-season. Guess what? That buzz is not going anywhere. So obviously this is an NFL game. We are doing our traditional scenarios. We have 10 scenarios that Katie and I yeah. will read out and we will let you know if we are buying or selling it. Right. So... Alrighty, so 10 scenarios. Let's get it started with number one. So the Browns will trade Odell Beckham Jr. Are you buying or selling this? I am selling. I think they should. I think it will happen in the future within like the next two, three seasons. I just don't think it's going to happen this offseason. I'm selling it. Mm -hmm. I am buying it and I'm letting Ooh. our viewers and listeners know i don't want to hear that he's coming home to the giants and i don't want to hear any other conspiracy theory so if you think he's going to be traded that's great i do but let's cut it there i've been randomly waiting to hear that more so when tom brady was the quarterback i was like waiting to hear that he was going to be going to new england because certainly new yeah. england was is, well, is not afraid new england is not afraid to take controversial um people onto no. the team right and we all know that they needed wide receivers really badly and that was like tom brady's biggest complaint was that like he didn't have weapons right. specifically at the end of his time there um, so I was waiting to hear OBJ go there, but now that Tom Brady is not there anymore, I don't know, but I could see him a hundred percent landing elsewhere. Just maybe not this season more so because I just really haven't heard any buzz about it. So I'm like, yeah. Oh, maybe it just kind of died down. I don't know. We'll see. We said it before. He's always in the news or finding his way into the conversation. So this will not be the end of it. Number two, Deshaun Watson will remain with the Texans. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this because I don't know. I really just feel like when it first came out that he was kind of like wanted to trade and people were like, you should want to be traded. And then he kind of was like, yeah, I think I want to be traded. I just thought that it was going to happen in like that first week, second week. Yeah. And then that buzz completely died down. And at this point, I think Houston's going to be like, no, we're not letting him go. We need him. We have we have nobody. Um, we're not letting go of a, of a legitimate franchise quarterback. I, I'm going to buy it that he stays in Houston, despite no. being unhappy. Yeah, no, I'm selling it. And I think it's a shame that it's not really up to Deshaun Watson, even though he's already said it. The Texans cannot afford to keep him when he's sitting on the bench. He is not taking a snap for the Texans in 2021. Like, you I really think that if he stayed in Houston, he wouldn't play for them? No, he will sit his ass on the bench because oh, he wants to be traded. No, he will not. That. And that organization cannot afford to be out on the field with a guy like Deshaun Watson just sitting pretty on the bench. I don't think no I don't way. think that's his I don't think that's his character. I don't think he's a I think he's that. going to do it. 
If they're, they're not giving him a say at all. Like there is no horse in the race for Deshaun Watson. He has no say. He's sitting in the locker room to have absolutely no idea what to do. So guess what he can do? Sit and wait. So that's what he's going to do. I don't think he's so. He's got no options. He's got that's no options. Ex- that is an extremely aggressive move that you really don't see happen very often at all, especially with a, with a franchise quarterback. I definitely, I got to disagree with you on that one. But let's, we do have let's some comment on, yeah, we do have some comments on Facebook, though, in regards to Odell, Arizona, yeah. Washington, Jacksonville. All makes sense. It's, it, who knows? So, uh, who wait, really knows wait, at this point? Arizona? Yeah. Okay, let's just let him have Larry well, Fitz, Deha, Odell. Well, here's the thing. I've actually heard, I someone like said Tampa, and I was like, you guys have to understand, like, I don't think a lot of these teams can actually afford Odell. So yeah. it's just, it's that. That's a big he'll, question mark. Is you have yeah. to look at what money everybody has because right. it's, yeah. that's, a big, that's a big signing. All right, let's and get number three be, because yeah. I'm, I'm ready to agree on one of these. Let's go. Oh, I don't know. Are we going to agree? Cam Newton will be the starter for an NFL team this season. I'm not saying he should be a starter, but I'm actually going to buy this. Oh, I'm selling it, girl. I'm I'm buying it just because I could see him going to a place that kind of like just needs a quarterback. They don't have anybody. So maybe their idea will be to bring in a guy like Cam Newton, but to also draft somebody. Um, and in order to let your rookie quarterback kind of like get prepared, throw in Cam Newton at least in the first couple of games and, and let him play. So to me, like I could see him going somewhere and being a week one starter and then eventually like passing the reins to whoever yeah. else. I could see the reverse actually. Like I could see a team taking him on and him start or him sitting, meaning like the backup and something happen. And then he's, you know, a veteran backup. So it's kind of right, good for right. you to have Cam Newton. I can actually yeah. see him more, but I, I, I am going to yeah. sell this. I just don't. It's going to be either scenario. I mean, I don't think it's going to be, we at least agree on the fact that he's not going to be a starter for the whole season. Right, yeah. He might I think that's some time, yeah. um, but he's not going to be a 16-game starter. No. I just think last season with the Patriots was a real big tell-all for him as a yeah. player and as a leader and a teammate and things like that. And I say a big tell-all. I don't think he told us anything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All righty. Number four. Ah, my – I'm looking at my Word document. I just lost all of it, but here it's back. Uh, the 49ers will draft a new quarterback at the number 12 spot. I'm selling this. Me too. It's just, it's too oh, awkward. Agree, agree, I know, agree. we do. It's too awkward of a position, I think. Like 12 is a very awkward number. I also think, yeah, I draft. agree. I think <laughs> In this 12, draft. <laughs> I think at 12, Sam Fran's going to get a look at some really good players. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, yeah, Jimmy G, he's not the answer. He's also not as bad of a quarterback situation as some other teams are dealing with. Right. And to me, I just feel like you can get a really, really solid player at 12 yeah. um, rather than maybe just get a project of a quarterback. Oh, let's just see. Maybe he'll give Jimmy G competition. I'd rather just right. like get the surefire player that's going to come in week one and just crush it. So I, I'm or- yeah, or even the Niners, in my opinion, could be a, you know, Detroit, um, 
a Ram scenario where maybe right now in free agency yeah. we could swap some quarterbacks. I don't seen necessarily seen see drafts. Like, seen like Sam Darnold, like yep. to the Niners, switch. Like you, you, that has, I I agree with you. I feel like the 49ers have more so been in that mix and that yeah. of free agents and, rather than yeah. drafting. And if they're truly looking for a quarterback in the draft, they'd have to move up from 12. I just don't really know who they're getting at 12 that they couldn't wait for, actually, technically. I've so. seen a lot of Trey Lance to them at the 12 spot, but I have seen him going earlier. So yeah, he's it, the one it, he's it, been, it, he's been it could almost it could almost be a situation of like, okay, these are the quarterbacks yeah. we make. And if they yeah. happen to be there at 12. We'll 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 give it a we'll give it a thought, but Trey Lance that, is the that player really that yeah be, that really might just be how the chips fall like day of twelve who's on the board who are we going with yeah Trey Lance is that player that like sneaks in like as the draft inches closer and you're like who the <laughs> like yeah. why is I'm really I'm really like, ready to um to watch the combine specifically yeah. for these quarterbacks because. There's going to be a lot of them that go in the first. There could be like five that go in the first yeah. round. And I can't wait to watch them at the combine and see what they're I about. Agree. I agree. All right. Number five, the Washington football team will draft a new quarterback at the 19 spot. I'm selling it. I'm buying it. Ooh, uh, I just read a ton of mock drafts and I just don't see it a lot. Um at most, I know Caitlin doesn't like this. At most, I've seen them because they are at the 19 spot. And I do think a lot like there could be four quarterbacks that go before that 19 pick. At most, I've seen them taking like Mac Jones at that spot. Um, but I think they might just not get a shot there to get a quarterback that they want. And so I think they might be looking free agency. I can see free agency, and I can actually also see them doing something silly and taking a quarterback at the 19 spot, too, getting two. Because look at where you already gave away um, two of your quarterbacks in the yeah. offseason. Yeah. So now you're down technically two two people, but are you going to keep them? I, you're you're down to two backups. They could double dip. They could. You need to they could double dip, and I think they are a team. And I know you said like you've been reading mock drafts. They are a team that doesn't like put aside Chase Young. <laughs> like they're a team that doesn't really follow the draft, like what people want. And sometimes yeah. they make very like good decisions, but sometimes they make very idiotic and stupid decisions. Think yeah. about the Eagles last year taking Jalen Hurts so early. No one expected that. There could be a quarterback that goes in the first round at 19 to the Washington football team that nobody thought of. But the Washington football team thought of it because they're the Washington football team. Or, or the Washington football team could take the quarterback that nobody thought of in the second or third round. That could happen too. That could as well. But I, I think that 19 is pretty, pretty high up on the list. And I don't know. They could do something stupid probably with that pick. So. <laughs> And it All could right, work man. out. Whatever. If they do take a quarterback, don't listen to me. I'm never not being to you. You never know. Lamar Jackson, last pick of the exactly. first round. Never know. You truly, truly never know. Number six, Juju Smith-Schuster remains with the Steelers. Kayla knows my answer because I, like, texted this to her the other day. Um, but I, I'm selling this. I think Juju finds a new home. He's going. I think he it is could very well be the New York Jets. 
Yeah, it could very well be the New York Giants, too. He could find himself in New York. I don't think he's a black and yellow anymore. Um, I did actually respond to um, someone on Twitter. You know, I think it was like a week ago. Um, It's a a fantasy pretty driven, I guess, like account. But they were talking a lot about, you know, free agency and things that are going on. And they... they had mentioned it was an article basically all about the wide receivers right now, where they could potentially go. And Juju, I forget where they said. And I had just mentioned, I was like, you know, I've actually heard a decent amount of people talk about Juju to New York. Like, what are your thoughts? And actually the, the guy was very like open and honest. And he was like, I've actually never heard that. And he was like, I did my research and saw now some people talking about it. And he was like, it's actually, it's not oh, a bad like thought. This was like, this was like two, three weeks ago, but we did see it. Cause I remember sending it to you. There was like that little report of like, Oh, the giants are going to show interest in Juju Smith Schuster. Mm-hmm. I remember sending it yeah. to you. So there was like the time. Well, that's what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. But I do, I could see him very well ending up with a team like the New York Jets. But I definitely, I will be surprised if he stays with Pittsburgh. This is one where I really envision him elsewhere. I agree. All righty. Uh, number seven, Sam Darnold gets traded on draft day. Wow, wouldn't this be uh, like the big news, the big drama llama? Uh, but I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy no, it. No, I got to sell I'm it. it. No. I'm going to buy it. Um, I think I think they I think they're going to the draft. I think they're going to the draft and they're getting their new quarterback and I can see Sam Darnold being dealt on draft day. Oh, I don't know. I think it's that's what the key like factor is, like on draft day. I don't know if it's. I know. I know. I know. That's <laughs> part of the question, the statement. That's like that's that's, that's a big too dramatic. That's, that's too dramatic for me. I don't think <laughs> I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> it's I think it too happens. much. I don't. I I just can't seeing. Um, it's going to happen before or after. I think, and I know, duh, like it's not on draft day. It's before or after, but I I just think that yeah, like. I can't see it happening on draft. It'd be too much for me, too much to handle. What's what are the biggest odds for it happening on draft day? Put five dollars in for me. Uh, I'm going to. I it, yeah. you're that confident. I will. I will. I'm not just saying I'm that confident, but like I don't know. I just envision it happening. All right. Number eight, three wide receivers. Three. Yeah. Are drafted before the Giants. 11th pick. I'm going to sell this. Okay. I think two are going to go before the Giants pick, and I think the Giants will be able to have a look at one of the top three guys, whether it be yep. – I don't think it's going to be Jamar Chase. I think he's going to be the first no. one off the yeah. Um, Could be off at three to Miami. I've seen that a lot. Um, and then I think it's going to be between Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. I've seen more so Jalen Waddle being like the third guy off the board. I do yeah. think we're going to have a look at somebody. I think it could be like yeah. – two of the wide receivers and Kyle Pitts tight end. Like those could be the guys like yeah. off the board. I think we will get our look at somebody at 11. I think we're actually going to have a decent, this is the one year where, and I know 11 is still technically early, but I'm actually very comfortable with the 11th pick. And like yeah. I said, like before I early in the show, like I tweeted out recently, like we can't, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. Like I don't you know what's, like, you know what's really comfortable yeah. about being at 11 is in a year where you're not taking a quarterback because yeah. yeah, there might be 10 teams ahead of you, 
but there could easily be four out of those 10 teams that are taking a, a guy that you don't need a position that you don't need. So really yeah. you're fighting with six other teams over there's tons of guys that you'd be more than happy with. So yeah. I, I love the 11 pick. I think we're going to sit pretty. And I think it's going to be one of those situations of best player available on the board, go get him. And it might not yeah. be a wide receiver. It honestly, I've seen, I've seen other scenarios. I've seen pass rushers. Um, and so, <laughs> I've seen and, a couple um, scenarios. I think I'm pretty comfortable with my scenario in my head, but I, regardless, I've been, yeah, I think we will get a look at uh, at a wide receiver if we want it. I think there will be one of the top three guys available. I agree, and I'm I'm selling it as well because I 100% agree with you. I don't think the New York Giants can shock us as much as they did with Daniel Jones, so I think we're okay. I think they'll make the right decision anyway. Yeah, yeah. but um, you, never so I, you never know. You you truly never know, Dave Gettleman. I don't know what he's cooking behind the scenes. Yeah. Number nine, the Giants do not pick up a free agency wide receiver and instead turn to the draft. Um, I'm going to sell this. I told Caitlin earlier today or yesterday that I do think that they're going to get a wide receiver in both. Yeah. I just think that the wide receiver in free agency is not going to be a big name wide receiver. It could be somebody like Corey Davis, I said to you. Um, yeah, and I actually I saw that a lot. Like, I don't think it's Twitter. gonna be one of those prize possession free agents. I think they will get somebody, and then they will try to get their prize, hopefully WR one at that eleven spot in the draft. Yeah, I did see a lot of Corey Davis yesterday, so I think you have a great point on that. I did see that a lot on Giants Twitter yesterday. Um, I actually. Uh, I don't know. I, I I see the Giants fighting for a Kenny Galladay. I see them maybe inching their way into a Juju Smith-Schuster, but um, I would be comfortable with what we can afford. I think that's where I am as a Giants fan right now. Like, let's do things smart monetary-wise. Don't make stupid decisions because, you know, a Smith or a Waddle, they could be wide receiver one for us right off right. the bat. And so let's just... A, and we can have them on a rookie contract. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. Maybe maybe free agency yeah. like focus on some of those other positions because we we can get a stud at eleven. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, but I'm selling it too because I we will double dip. We will definitely get two we'll wide receivers. Somebody. They will take yeah. somebody. So yeah. All right, and to wrap up the game, the it's players the players will vote Derrick Henry as the number one player on this year's NFL Top 100 list. Now a lot My of answer the time, is pretty funny. A lot, of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times it ends up being, you know, the guy that won MVP that year. It's often a quarterback. Um, I think the players are gonna really, really appreciate what Derrick Henry did this past season, um, going for over 2,000 rush yards. I think the players are gonna, and and this is on the players. I think they're going to buy. I'm buying this. I think they have this man as the number one player of the 2020, 2021 season. Well, I am buying it, but my real answer was just in bold. They should vote him number one. Um, I did. They will. Um, they will. Someone did tweet out the other day, like who in your opinion is the best running back in football right now. 
And I just said, honestly, based off 2020 alone, with what Der Derek Henry was able to be in the running for overall MVP with his stats. So he is hands down the best running back right now. I just, that just says it all. I'd love to see what he can do this year. Um, and I think at times people have shadily overlooked him for things. And I've said that over the past 150 episodes on the Real Football Fans in New Jersey. So for him, for the players to vote him in at one, I think it will happen and they should make it happen. I think it will say something. Finally. So here's the reason why I think if he ever gets overlooked is why he gets overlooked. I think it's because in today's game, the uh, top running backs in the league have shown that they're also can be really good receivers. Mm -hmm. And you have guys like Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara who are, you know, that probably rounds out your top three right there. Right. Right. Probably yeah. um, you, you've got two of those guys who put up monster yardage, total yards because they can catch and they can run. And I, yeah, think I get it. I think that's the only knock people might have on Derrick Henry, but here's the thing, like Alvin Kamara and Dalvin cook get 2000 yards total because they can catch and run and he just Derrick runs. Henry, and I, but to me, that's like he just runs. But to be able to get two thousand yards just running, running in what is now a passing league, is a thing that is truly. I, I don't know how often we will see it. He is a true running back. That's all coming. He's a true running because back. Because it's such a passing league, like I don't know how often we will see players anymore rush for two thousand yards in a season. It's no. truly an unbelievable feat. Um, he's got the touchdowns to to match it. I would like to see him get the number one because your MVP was Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, he had a great season, but mm. I don't know. I, I want to give it to Derrick Henry. And that's yeah. not because I, just because I don't like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I, would like to see this go, I would like to see this go to Derrick Henry. I would as well. All right. Well, that was a great game. Loved it. Haven't played buy or sell in a long time. So good yeah. to bring it back uh, with all the chatter and rumors going on. Uh, but let's get to our get it off our chest we did tell you guys that caitlin and i are doing a joint one tonight uh why, Bring why, us why, home. why don't you kick it off tell tell the people what we are fuming about because it's oh, fuming oh. it's not positive it's negative well i don't know if you guys ever watched on netflix i'm sure the world probably did but the whole thing with the fire festival and that whole that whole scam well the funniest thing was that ja rule tweeted out that he was bamboozled by the people and it's the funniest tweet in the world it's like i too was bamboozled led astray yeah. it's a great tweet well katie and i were bamboozled and led astray along with every real housewives of new jersey probably every housewives franchise fan last yeah. week during the episode katie and i we really hit hard with previews of this season, the drama coming of this season, the one storyline that we were so wrapped around and we gave you guys so many emotional yeah. details and really got into it was Joe and Melissa Gorga and what's going on with their marriage. And we never expected them to be like this. And apparently in Lake George on this past episode, it, the previews and everything like that was that she was texting the restaurant owner and all of this yeah. stuff. Well, as to our surprise, we were completely bamboozled by Bravo. I want to send in so many complaints to them and to Andy Cohen personally. It was a lie. It was yeah. a joke. 
It was a joke set up by Teresa and Melissa Gorga themselves. And they literally were just joking to her brother that she was texting someone else. She was not texting anyone. It was a lie. And I am just, oh. Bam yeah, so it was a practical joke. They had not, uh, not Teresa, funny. Teresa on the phone with not Joey. Funny. And you see the conversation in the trailers and the previews for the season. She was texting him all day. And uh, then you even see, we literally said last week on this show that we were so upset about the preview where Joe is with the guys and he's crying. like, I can't even talk about this right now. I'm going to cry. And we were like, oh my God. Like, you had us genuinely feeling so upset and disheartened and like, just, oh my God, we love this. This is a couple that people love. Like, and to play with our emotions like this to me like in a year of 2020 that we all just went through and that it's still going on don't need our heartstrings like tugged like that um this feels just like a mean cruel joke played on us like Um, how dare you bravo how dare you? i I really couldn't believe it and i i get it i get it i think that reality tv editors are like artists i mean that is a craft They've They've seen it before, though. Not like this. This is another level. But to do this and use it in the trailer as like, because this all could have still went down um, and it could have been whatever. But the fact that like you put it as like a big thing in the trailer and made us all think that this really happened was bullshit. I'm I'm shocked that they did this to everybody and 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 everybody because social media lit a fire with this. I yeah. Caitlin watched the episode before me. She was like, "Just you wait." I think she she was mad at no. me because I, I watched it like two or three days after her, and she's like, "Literally, I've been waiting for you to I'm talk waiting. to you about this." I was so um, mad. I literally watched it after our show last yeah. week and Katie watches the challenge on Wednesday. So she catches up on New Jersey and I'm literally just sitting there on my couch. Like can't text my best friend about being bamboozled by Bravo. And I was so mad that Katie's finally watching it on Friday and she's literally texting me throughout the whole episode and I can like feel her inching closer. <laughs> like, here's my favorite part because yes, I'm inching towards it. I'm texting Caitlin and I'm telling her, Caitlin, the restaurant that they went to was on the other Bravo show with the Lake George restaurants. Yeah. I said, I know who the owner of that restaurant is. He was on the show. Number one, he's married. Number one, he's not good looking. Um, and number three, like, I, so I was shook and I'm texting Caitlin, like, he's married. He's not good looking. And she's like, just wait, just wait, just wait. Um, I almost feel like he, the restaurant owner, can I'd sue Bravo. I'd be so pissed. You could have had everybody in your inner circle see this trailer for the new season, know and be like your restaurant, know whoa. that you were the restaurant owner, and be like, "What's going on? Are you cheating on your wife with Melissa Gorga?" That's there has to be up. like. There's got to be some like hush money on the side. Like we're gonna spin this. Like here's yes. ten grand. I- Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Don't you that say anything. Be it, that could be it too. But um, holy crap. I can't. I'm just mad. Yeah. I'm just mad. Yeah, it's dumb. Kind of cool, Rob. Like, I didn't want that. I don't to trust them. 
but you like pulled from that to be the big story. I don't trust and it. So it's now not I don't it's trust already it. over. It's over and done with. That storyline was done in five seconds. I don't I don't trust the drama anymore. No, no. So yes. obviously Katie and I are distraught, but we definitely will be watching Housewives. Well, I'm yeah. watching it tonight. I gotta run home actually. Woohoo, a little bit. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Definitely we will be watching it tonight for sure. But other things you don't want to miss. So obviously Real Housewives of New Jersey is on tonight at 9 p.m. Real Housewives of Atlanta is on Sunday at 8 p.m. Dallas is on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. The start of the NFL free agency is one week away, people. I so wait. I can't wait. I can't keep wait. your phones, the notifications on ESPN, NFL, Sports Center. Our Instagram, our Twitter, keep those notifications oh, yeah. on. You need to see what's going on. And then the NFL draft, it seems like a long time, but it's going to fly 50 days away. Yeah. 50, 5 0. I'm ready. Bring it. I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm so ready. We'll, we'll have to, maybe we'll have a draft. We'll be party. here for you. We will be here for you. Next week, we'll be here with you on St. Patrick's Day. Um, oh, yes. We're here Very for you exciting. for everything, so we, we yeah. can't wait to be part of it. We're here through it all, but yes, yes, thank you so much for joining us tonight on this episode for our 150th episode. Yeah. Woo, you guys have been through the ringer with us, and we truly do appreciate it. So cheers. Thank you, as cheers. always, for joining us. We will catch you next time. Oh, my thing is backwards. I do want to see it. You guys are just seeing the label. But we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.